Exactly, yeah. And uh, speaking of stealing time and money, welcome into another episode of High Floor, Low Ceiling. <laughs> oh, we're just going right in. No, no, uh, no preamble. We don't have time for a preamble today. We yes. also don't have time, it seems, to generate any kind of energy. <laughs> you want... All right. All right. <laughs> Let's circle back. We'll try another run-up. I was not... I was not singling you out certainly i was i went bowling last night and uh and boy am I, are my arms tired that classic joke yeah no legitimately <laughs> my arm is very sore today are we recording right now is this all yes part of yes it? we've been recording for over a minute now okay good uh another thing i wanted to mention just because it's not on the uh the docket is that i was at the uh big wrestling show last week Oh, you were. And was yeah. it everything you hoped it would be as a big wrestling fan at a big wrestling show? Well, Griffin, there were highs and there were lows, let me tell you. Um, this was, of course, the AEW All Elite Wrestling New Japan Pro Wrestling Cross Show collabor- Collaborative Show. Right. Bit indoor. Um, right here in our fair city of Toronto, Canada? Right here in our fair city of Toronto, Canada. Um, and there were highs and lows. The Kenny Omega Will Osprey match for the uh, IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship was a absolute barn burner. Oh, good! I'm uh, glad to hear that. Of course, Kenny Omega hailing from Canada itself. Um, so a very very enthusiastic crowd. Right. Uh, great match. And but then the dream match of Kazuchika Okada versus Brian Danielson, the, uh, you know, two icons of wrestling, kind of under-delivered, and then we found out why, after the event, it was because Brian Danielson had fractured his arm Ooh. 10 minutes into the match, oh. and then kept wrestling for another, like, 20 minutes. Wow. I mean, you have to arm. respect the commitment to putting on a show. But I know, but I, I personally, I don't think I'd be able to do that. I don't think I would either. Hey, I don't think I would have been able to wrestle that match with two arms. No, I don't think I'd be able to do it with three arms. <laughs> Whoa, that would. Ooh. Would that be an Is advantage that, in your expert opinion? I'm just wondering if you would. Would you automatically get a job, or would it be like too crazy? I think if there was a three-armed person out there, wrestling companies would be falling over each other to try and sign yeah, you up. Because because wrestling, you know, it originates from the carnival, uh, you know, scene. So yeah, I feel like having an extra limb is a very carnival. <laughs> yeah, the the moves you could pull off, you you would be on every sports talk show in the nation. Is this allowed? Should this be legal? Mm. Um, I love that you're. <laughs> drawing these parallels <laughs> very politically uh prescient anyways <laughs> that's not my intention i live a strictly politicless life um, <laughs> congratulations yeah thank you i worked um, hard to get there so famously we're doing a quick one today <laughs> yes we we certainly have not beat around the bush so far uh, we are recording this live to tape Friday afternoon, just hours away from the start of NBA free agency, and just slightly more hours after that yeah. from the start of NHL free agency. When you think about agency. it, everything in the future is hours away. True. True. That's how time works. I don't think I'm going to be able to do the rest of this episode. I'm just going to have to think about that. Absolutely. 
Um, but before we get into that, Chris, uh, just wanted to do you want to do the Raptors, the the state yeah, of the sure. union now, or do you want to wait know. until after the weekend? We can do it now. I don't know if they're going to do anything particularly notable. Which is exactly my problem. You think, what? What? What do you think they should be doing? Something. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know exactly what, but like. Do you think that they have a plan right now? I mean, I'm sure that they do, but, like, there is no obvious direction for this franchise right now. They are trying to do a two-track strategy, it seems like maybe, but the the present track isn't good enough to be anything above a play-in team, and the future track has exactly one player on it, and whether or not he's a great player with potential, which he probably is, that's not enough. And wow. Grady Dick is fun. I like that. I like that pick a lot. I was happy that he fell to the Raptors. Um, but I just think that this is a team with no clear path forward. And it's surprising that this front office that always seems like it has a, pla- a path and then a backup path and then a backup path seems like, frankly, directionless right now. Yeah, at the same time, I feel like when you look at the way that they sort of... When you look at the way they won a championship, first and foremost... Um, you see that they kind of got there by putting themselves in a situation where they weren't an amazing team, they weren't a bad team, they had a lot of good players, they, you know, mostly maintained their assets, which I think is really, if you want to... I don't know what that was. (laughs) If you want to criticize them for anything, left tape. Um, if If you were to criticize them for anything back in, you know, 2016, 2017, it would be. Sorry, I totally. <laughs> <laughs> the live tape is ruined. We can cut around it. Okay. Um, if you were going to criticize them for anything today versus, you know, five years ago, it's that they do seem more willing to trade away assets. They gave up a future first round pick for Jakob Pertl. They put themselves in situations where they're giving away first round picks they had the giving away the first for Thaddeus Young that was obviously in my opinion a huge mistake um even though they did get you know a high second rounder back they seem to be willing to give away assets in their pipeline which I think is definitely a mistake but if you look at holistically their overall if you want to call it a quote-unquote plan they won a championship by remaining around 50 to 55 wins by, well, I guess 56 wins would be sort of their top at that time. They had some good players. They had some good young players. They didn't give up a ton of assets to acquire anything in particular. And then when they were put in a situation, which I think it's, you know, happening more and more at the time, it was like, oh, Kawhi Leonard is just available. That never happens. But now it seems like every offseason we see multiple superstars changing teams. So, I think that that is more prevalent than ever. And I think they're seeing that and thinking to themselves, well, why can't we just do that again? Why can't we just create a good team who is one superstar away? And then once we find that superstar, we bring them in and that's how we make our championship team. Yeah. And obviously a lot of good points were made, but I don't think this is exactly the same because the Kawhi Leonard trade, as much as it does seem like superstars are requesting their trades more and more these days, like that was a perfect storm of 
someone who's like, as we saw James Harden request a trade yesterday, Kawhi was leagues above James Harden, or even like if Damian Lillard decides to request a trade, like Kawhi was way higher than that. And the Raptors also, they had a team that was a one seed the year before. Like they weren't a nine seed. So I'm just like, but, if you if know. that's their plan to just try and do that again, I mean honestly at this point I would be happy with a trade for Damian Lillard because it would mean that they're they're choosing a path. But it's just like right now it seems like they're trying to have their cake and eat it too, and neither cake tastes good. Yeah, you could you know you could certainly say they're trying to build towards a fifty win team or you know a fifty three win team, whatever kind of pocket you want to put them in. I think that. If there is an issue, it's mostly that. It's but but it's also like they had a lot of talent last year. They had multiple all-star caliber players. They had OG Ananobi, who is, you know, a player that every single team wants Apparently. to trade for. Like his name keeps coming up. People, you know, Jake Fisher wants to push him out the door um, because a lot of teams want him. And I think that, you know. You're absolutely right <laughs> that they're not as good now as they were in, like, 2015, 2016, 2017, that range. Mm, I guess that's it. Yeah. <laughs> End of sentence. You're right. I am right. And, I mean, obviously, what spurred this latest wave of this thinking for me is the fact that, from all reports that we've seen, Fred Van Vliet is going to be a houston rocket when free agency opens just a few hours from when we're talking right now and that is i know people had a little bit of problems with fred's play uh this last season in particular but that is a massive hole in this team with no apparent replacement available like they're going to downgrade at point guard a position where they were already super thin unless you bring in damian lillard and you're probably not doing that without scotty burns going the other way yeah i mean it's an unfortunate situation. I think it's kind of just a casualty of the market, though. Like, that Fred Van Vliet contract. Like, I think that if Fred Van Vliet was committing a contract in, like, the low 30 millions range, that they would be okay paying that. Like, I think most people would be okay if Fred Van Vliet came back to the Raptors in, like, a three-year, $90 million deal. Yeah. But the Rockets are just apparently really, really want Fred Van Vliet, which is interesting. Um, and you know, we'll see what comes of that. But, you know, I think that if you have a player that teams want, you can't always... Because I think, you know, they got lucky to some extent with the original sort of second contracts for Van Vliet and Siakam. That Yeah, no, but the thing to me is, like, they had... Losing Fred Van Vliet is fine. These things happen. Players get given bigger contracts than you're either willing or able to give them. But it's just like what... You had to know that this was a possibility. What was the plan for if Fred Van Vliet leaves? And so far I've seen no plan. No replacement coming. Like, it's not going to be Malachi Flynn. Um, That's the thing. is like they've had some... You know, if you want to call it bad luck, if you want to call it poor drafting, then, you know, you can certainly do that. But it's like... They did pick a point guard in the first round. They did, you know, hypothetically, and we'll see, you know, how this sort of turns out, but this could be the time for Scotty Barnes to kind of sink or swim in that regard. Well, you, it um, seems like, I don't know, I would imagine if you were to ask them what their plan was, that that's probably what it is, but I don't know if that's a plan. 
I am inclined to agree. I don't know if he really has the ball handling skill, but we'll see. I think, like, this is kind of a year, and I know it's maybe hard to hear because this was kind of what it was last year, but it's like, this is a year to see what you have, kind of, and figure out, like, is this team a team that we want to completely change, or is it a team that we want to move forward with? Because, you know, even though we talk about how the Kawhi Leonard trade is a perfect storm, well, the alternative is you're in the draft, you're hoping to A, win the lottery, and then B, draft a player who turns out to be a generational superstar. Like, that requires a huge amount of luck as well. Like, yeah. look at the Mavericks getting Luka Doncic. Like, that was a perfect storm in a lot of ways. Like, they could have easily not that could have easily not happened. They traded up with the with the uh, Hawks to get him, and you know you have to be incredibly lucky regardless. And so I think that they would rather be lucky in a way that they can control, kind of, by making these trades, versus being lucky in a way you can't totally control. In terms of like, you can't control player development to some extent, but you can't control whether a player you pick is going to be a superstar. You just can't. No, you can't. And I, I'm not trying to come out here and say, oh, it's easy to build a path back to championship contention. Every team can do it, and the Raptors are the only ones who aren't. Like, obviously, that's not what it is. It's a hard thing to do, and 29 teams fail at it every single year. But it's just like, I don't know, I just think that right now the team seems very directionless, which surprises me considering that they are one of the, like, the best-run franchises in all of basketball and in all of pro sports. And it just seems like it's been coming up on a year now of uh well i guess we'll wait and see and uh maybe maybe we luck into a six seed yeah i mean and it's hard you know like the trade deadline that could be different i mean yeah yeah it could be much much different (laughs) it could be bad for sure i i mean like i just don't i think they're in a really difficult position is what i will say um and just the one last thing i wanted to mention because I feel like, you know, we talk a lot about the idea of sort of like, oh, this pipeline that they had dried up, like the cupboard is so bare. They had all these like draft picks that came in um, sort of, you know, in that 2015, 2016, 2017 range that ended up being super valuable for them. But then, you know, it's like they didn't have a first round pick in 2019. They were the 29th pick in 2020. They got Scotty Barnes. Yeah. They and that And now it's like, and then you can sort of lay some of it at their feet of like, you traded away your first round pick in 2022. You traded away, I believe it's a 2024 first round pick that they sent to the Spurs. Yeah, no first rounder next year unless it's in the top six. Right. Which, like, I, I mean, like, on the one hand, like, you did fill a huge hole by getting Jakob Pearl, and I think that I feel quite confident that they will re-sign him. Oh, well, they, it would be indefensible not to. It would, it would be a, it'd be pretty disastrous if they didn't. Um, but you know, and then it's like you're adding Scotty Barnes. You're adding. I th- I'm quite high on Grady Dick. Like I think that that is a really interesting choice. Um, he certainly fills a need for the team in the short term, and I think that they see him as the kind of player who you can sort of like. He has skills already, and then you can sort of develop out the rest of his game to create like maybe a potentially like. You know, not a star player, but a very good player at the bare minimum. Oh, 100%. I'm happy with the Grady Dick pick. Um, hashtag. I mean, just just a, a plethora. 
Do you think if they still did those uh, nickname jerseys in the NBA, they would let him do one where he just put an asterisk where the I is in his name? <laughs> like, in theory, that's not worse. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. That's his name. Yeah, that's the guy's name. All right, Chris, you want to do a quick round of ROF, as the kids are calling it on the street, I heard? I heard some kids playing jump rope outside today, and they were saying, real or fake? Uh, oh, sweeping the nation. Cake. That's the <laughs> <laughs> that's the jump rope prime. That's the official HFLC branded jump rope prime. And uh, uh, keep your eye out for Canadian tires across the nation. Your official HFLC branded jump rope coming soon. <laughs> Absolutely. All proceeds support the Heart and Struck Foundation. Griffin. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought we were making some money off of this. Well, I say all proceeds. I should say some proceeds. After after our, we get our cut of the proceeds. All exactly. other proceeds, yeah. I mean, taxes, they're gouging it, you know? Yeah. And it is a write-off, yes, but, you know, hypothetically, the taxes would be gouging us. Griffin, <laughs> free agency, real or fake, I've devised another one of our favorite game. Uh, this is both NBA and NHL free agency, because we'll be heading into both in the next 24 hours. Uh, just a, a high-level look at things here. I have real or fake, this free agency season will be a disappointment in terms of there aren't a lot of big names, like a lot of big names sort of got sewn up already, kind of, like between the NBA and the NHL. Players signed some extensions. There aren't a ton of, you know, huge name, unrestricted free agents. Um, the NHL has had this flat cap, so teams, we've seen a lot of teams trying to dump salary, you know, Taylor Hall got traded for nothing, like, you know, lots of players are being traded for nothing yeah. right now, in just, like, pure cap dumps, which we are seeing more and more, I feel like, and then in the NBA, we have this new CBA with these harsher luxury tax penalties, and now, you again, you're starting to see people just dumping straight salary, sending assets in order to dump salary. We just saw, you know, just minutes ago, I don't know if you even heard this, but the Nets traded Joe Harris. I did see that. Yep. Sent along a couple of second rounders. That's just a pure dump. Like, yeah. And so I think that we're going to continue to see that. And I think that as a result, teams are going to be very reticent to hand out contracts. Like, I think they're going to be much more judicious in the way that they pay out contracts. Yeah, and I'm going to say real on a disappointing free agency period as well. Uh, I mean, I think the NHL, always disappointing, and on top of that, just a terrible, terrible class this year. Like, no one intriguing, more or less. Um, uh, the NBA does seem like a lot of the names have already sort of made their moves. Uh, there's always some stuff that pops up with the NBA. You can never really uh, count those guys out. Those 30 teams, they always find a way to make things interesting. But I do think compared to other years, both of these are going to be pretty boring free agency periods. Uh, so I'm going to go with real on that. And Chris, we want to go to the Big Apple for our next... Uh, sorry, did you say real or fake for um, disappointing I'm, free agency? I don't know, because like at the same time, there's going to be a James Harden trade. We know that for a fact. There could be a Damian Lillard trade. There could be, you know, the Maple Leafs might do something yeah. pretty big. Like, there's Ball sort of in their court there. 
with William Nylander. There's going to be like some things involving big names on big teams moving around. Even if it's not free agency moves, there are going to be some big things happening. So I'll, I'll say it's a soft reel only because, you know, a disappointment, you have to have expectations to be disappointed. And I think expectations are pretty low right now. But it does seem like, you know, in the week or two weeks leading up to free agency, there's been more chatter than ever, so. Yeah. You never know, I guess. That's the real answer here. You never know. (laughs) You're kind of undermining the central premise of real or fake. No, no, no. I think I'm I'm accentuating it. We can't possibly know, which is true, but... Hey, we're here to give our takes. Uh, All right, Chris. take. The Big Apple, the most famous arena in the world, Madison Square Garden, (laughs) home of the New York Rangers. NYNY. Never forget. Never forget New York exists. Um, (laughs) You're saying that neither Patrick Kane... Well, maybe you're not saying. You're stating neither Patrick Kane nor Vladimir Tarasenko will be back with the New York Rangers... Are you calling that real or fake? I, ooh, it's really difficult because they are in a very, very difficult cap situation. I mean, you could just easily say real or fake Alexi Lafreniere is a bust, Griffin. Real. I'm fully willing to say real (laughs) at this point. He was supposed to be, like, not just a normal first-round pick, but, like, a really good first-round pick. And he puts up, like, 15 points a year. Yeah. He is not. It's crazy, and so like, far. it doesn't really seem like that many people are talking about it. The fact you know, that he's a massive bust. Yeah, I think because the Rangers have sort of been, quote unquote, successful in spite of him, or like, you know, if they haven't performed, you've been able to point the blame elsewhere, uh, rather than at you know, there's this number one overall pick that we had who is not producing like a number one overall pick, but. You know, they have an interesting question now with his restricted free agency. They have a couple of other interesting restricted free agencies to sort out. Ryan Lindgren. I'm going to say... I'm going to say fake. I think that Patrick Kane will come back. I think there's probably some mutual interest there. I think... Mm, they, is it, it is just the cap crunch at the end of the day because it's like would you rather have Patrick Kane for the next three years on a big contract or would you rather keep a guy like Keandre Miller who is just like a really good all around player and is not going to probably command as high of a salary and is just might give you more value over those three years than a Patrick Kane even if Patrick Kane might like sell more tickets yeah, I don't know. This is New York, Chris. This is uh, the concrete jungle where dreams are made of. <laughs> so uh, true. Stars yeah. run this city. Uh, this, the Big Apple, the big spotlight. I think they keep at least one of these guys after. I mean, they didn't give up too much at the deadline to get either one of them. But uh, yeah, I've heard. I will say, I've heard nothing about Tarasenko. People seem to have forgotten he exists. <laughs> are we sure he's a free agent? He is. I'm almost 100% certain. All right, that's the HFLC guarantee. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, he's sort of, after he really burst onto the scene, he's never quite, when he's healthy, he's good. But, yeah, I think they'll keep one of these guys, probably Patrick Kane. Uh, and I'm excited to see what the New York Rangers can bring us in 2024. I, I think this is a really good team, and I I want to see more from them, to be frank. Yeah, didn't know you were such a big fan. Well, uh, only if I'm allowed to be frank. 
<laughs> sure, let you be frank. So where did you land on that ultimately? Is that a real or a fake? Uh, that is a fake. One okay. of those two will be back in New York, at least. All right, all right. The next one we have here, Griffin, Russell Westbrook will receive, I sort of split the difference a little bit here, over $12 million a year Jeez. on his next contract. What's the, uh, what's the mid-level exception at? The mid-level exception. That's a great question. Because that will heavily dictate whether I say that this is real <laughs> or fake. I don't know what a mid-level exception is. I just know that some teams have it and some players get it. And uh, Russell Westbrook seems like the ideal candidate for a mid-level exception. I think it's over 12. I think it's at like 15. It is... Uh, so for a, a non... If you're not in the luxury tax, Griffin, uh, this is also the NBA salary cap. I mean, every salary cap, very complex. It's yeah. always annoying to try and figure these things out, especially now because it's like... It seems like any move is sort of heavily hamstrung by the CBA, and so... You know, you can't cook up as many crazy fantasy trades because everything has to be just so. Yeah. But the uh, for teams not in the luxury tax, Griffin, twelve point four million is the mid-level exception mm. this year. So you put it well at twelve. Uh, I'm gonna say real. Russell Westbrook will receive over twelve million dollars a year. Like, I think sometimes I sort of forget how much NBA salaries have exploded over the past few seasons. And $12 million a year now really isn't much at all uh, when you look at Fred Van Vliet going, like, over 30. Uh, so over 40. He, over 40, yeah. So uh, I think between the name value and the fact that he did play pretty well after he joined the Clippers last year, I think someone out there will give for us 15 or so million a year, uh, if not the if not the MLE at 12.4. So I'm going real. Yeah, it's an interesting situation because he is such a particular guy that he you know you could see it going multiple different ways right you could see it going away where he just goes to max out his contract value and goes for 15 million or you could see like if he wants to go back to the clippers i think the most the clippers can offer him is like 3.8 million or something like that and that i could also see a world where that happens even though that does feel like such a huge swing I don't think it's impossible. What do you think? Uh, no, I don't think it's impossible either. So, I mean, it's tough to say. Like, yeah. Like, could you see a veteran minimum? Probably not quite that no. level. But. He did really inflate his value, I think, with how he played for the Clippers over that, you know, 20 games or so. I'm going to say... Uh, You've said it because, well. <laughs> Because there's also the matter of, you know, going to a contender versus going to a non-contender. A contender is more likely to have less to offer him. I'm going to say fake. I think he will sign a, a surprisingly small contract with a good team, like either back to the Clippers or a Miami Heat, that kind of team. Okay. And I can sure definitely it will see work that. Out awesome for whatever team chooses to bring him back. <laughs> no one will ever learn their lesson when it comes to Russell Westbrook. All right, next, Chris, Draymond Green not returning to the Golden State Warriors, real or fake? I'm gonna say fake on this one. I think the Jordan Poole trade uh, obviously was done sort of with the Chris Paul trade hand in hand, but I do think that they want to make another run 
with this group. I think that Draymond is a very smart basketball player, and I don't know. I think he knows that he wouldn't be as good not in Steve Kerr's system with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson around him. And I'm really intrigued to see him and Chris Paul together and just how annoying they could possibly be. Sure. So uh, I'm going to say fake on this one. I think Draymond Green returns to the Golden State Warriors. He seems like a Warriors lifer. I, I'm i inclined to agree. He does also, doesn't he also seem like a guy who is like 15 seasons with one team and then at the end of his career he has like two random seasons with a different team? He Paul pierces it. Exactly. Um, I did see, Griffin, this prop bet. This is a plus 5,000. Will Draymond Green be fined for punching Chris Paul in the face before game <laughs> one of the 2023-24 season? This plus 5,000? It's a real bet you can make. Um, I Can I bet against it at minus 5,000? I don't think you can. Oh, man. I'll put 50 cents on it. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. I agree with you about the pool trade. I think that was, you know, clearing up some long-term salary because, you know, we talked about the luxury tax and there being harsher penalties. They are the number one luxury tax offender. Like there were, it was like, oh, cutting Dante DiVincenzo would save them like $120 million, (laughs) even though he makes like $8 million. They, you know, they would gladly sort of took on those penalties and i think a big part of this new cba is that they want to stop teams from just being able to be like okay we'll pay it um so i do think that that was with draymond in mind i'm not sure yeah i'm not they seem to be willing to spend on their top players is what i will say when push comes to shove so I don't know what that dollar figure might look like, but I will say there are, there are a couple of teams, mainly the Kings and I think the Spurs. Wouldn't he be so good on the Spurs? Oh, so, you know, sort of come in. He can play the center on defense. Yeah, you don't want Victor of... Wembanyama on defense. Good point. <laughs> Why don't you try watching some basketball? Chris? <laughs> I hate you so much. Um, but, you know, like, he, he can sort of fill a role. He can bring Victor Wembanyama along. He can sort of be the guiding force. And then, you know, when he's ready to assume the mantle, then he's gone. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think Victor Wembanyama, who seems like a pretty mellow, nice, chill guy, what do you mm-hmm. think he would be, like, under Draymond Green's tutelage? What's the over, What's the odds on him getting suspended for punching Victor Wembanyama in the face? I don't think that would happen. I think because he, he can't think, reach Victor Wembanyama's face. Sure, famously, I think probably Victor Wembanyama would just be like that. Draymond, he's a crazy guy, but he's so passionate. Like he, I feel like there's no one I feel like Victor Wembanyama would clash with, no. including someone who was like trying to irritate him. Yeah, and then he'd go talk with Tim Duncan about chinos for six hours. Sure, it just seems like the type. All right, uh, so I say Draymond Green stays in Golden State. Chris, did you reach a final I, conclusion? I think I Steve concur on that. Oh, nice. Uh, Would you like me to <laughs> read the next one? Uh, I have here the Boston Bruins, obviously, as we mentioned, in a bit of a cap crunch. I have here that uh, Tyler Bertuzzi stays in Boston, Dimitri Orlov doesn't stay in Boston. So this is a this is a bit of a calculus here, Griffin. Yeah. You have to consider if you think they'll both leave, that's a fake. If you think that 
Both of them will stay? That's a fake. Yeah, but you know what? I'm going to say it's a reel. Call me an Instagram user because that's a reel. <laughs> um, okay. I, I think Todd Bertuzzi is the perfect Boston Bruin. Uh, like, you don't – no one really knows what's going to happen with that team. Uh, you said Tyler, right, not Todd? Yes, I think so. <laughs> Live to tape will tell. Yeah, we'll go back. Write us in. Let us know if I said Tyler or Todd. <laughs> Um. Yes, Tyler Bertuzzi, an excellent Boston Bruin. Dmitry Orlov, the best defenseman on the free agent market right now. I think he's going to get a big contract from someone, especially with, as we said, the lack of quality in this year's NHL free agent class. And he played great with the Boston Bruins. So, uh, yeah, I'm calling this real, Chris. I think you've pegged it perfectly. Hey, that's what <laughs> I've heard that before. Um, I hated that. I set you up. I was like, I knew it was going to happen. Um, the one thing, do you do you think Patrice Bergeron's coming back? No, I think he's done. Wow, just straight up. Yeah, one so other loser. they're kind loser. of in trouble, huh? Sorry? They're kind of in trouble, huh? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. Um, another, speaking of, you know, uh, disappointing... Eastern Conference team that has a lot of highly paid players, Griffin. The Toronto Maple Leafs yes. will keep <laughs> no more than one of, I have a list of four players here. Ryan O'Reilly. I think Ryan O'Reilly is just gone, is what I will say up front. I think so, Mike, too. Michael Bunting, Nola Chari, and uh, Gustafson. I don't remember his first name. Uh, do you remember his first name? Eric. Eric, of course. That's what I said. Uh, they will keep no more than one of those four players. Uh, I'm going to call that real, Chris. I think it's Nolachari is the one that they will keep. I think Bunting is gone, O'Reilly is gone, and Gustafsson is gone. Uh, Eric, none of... as I call him. Yeah, you're good friend. Um, I think O'Reilly will be back in St. Louis, and lots oh. of people will ma- gnash their teeth about the Leafs losing grit. I think Michael Bunting will be uh, somewhere else, and I think a lot of people will celebrate the Leafs losing grit. Um, and Gustafson, who knows? Who cares? <laughs> Whoa, who cares? Um, yeah, interesting. St. Louis for Ryan O'Reilly. I've heard, this is just some scuttlebutt, but I heard that uh, the Detroit Red Wings, that that was all but oh, a done deal. Really? That would be interesting. He would fit well there. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking the Avs as well, but then they made the Ryan Johansson trade, and so they don't really have quite the same need for a center that they did before. Um, I'm going to go <laughs> fake here, Griffin. Sorry, my um, roommate decided to cook a four-course meal. While, uh, <laughs> I thought I was safe by scheduling a record for 3 p.m., but apparently that's the perfect time to cook dinner. Uh so there the you have it. ongoing saga. It um, really is uncanny. He's going away for like a month, so we'll be bringing you some clean records soon. We'll miss him. Uh, it's interesting because I do, I think Achari is kind of, is the guy. How much do you think Michael Bunting commands in free agency, I guess would be the question. It, because he kind of tanked his own value. You know, he got suspended again during the playoffs. It's almost a cadre type thing at this point where he has this reputation of like this guy will screw you over in the playoffs 
So, do you think it's possible that he just goes back to Toronto because there's not enough interest in other places? Uh, I mean, I I just because like we've said a couple times now, this class is so weak. I think that someone out there, he's not going to get like a Zach Hyman contract, and he did sort of have a down year this year, so that opens the door. Whereas at the if you had asked me at the beginning of the season, I would have said he's gone for sure. But I think someone out there will be willing to give him $5 million a year uh, for the tough, sort of gritty first line forward with a scoring touch. Um, and I don't think the Leafs can match that. So I do think that when it comes down to it, it may be closer than we would have thought it would be, but he is going to be gone, unfortunately. All right. Well, I will uh, I'll show solidarity with you, Griffin, and I will say real there as well. Uh this is, you know, we talked about some possibilities of big moves. Damian Lillard is a name that has come up a couple of times now already in this podcast. Will he make a, not make a move, but be moved during this offseason? Obviously, uh, famously, his name has come up tens, if not dozens, if not hundreds of times in various trade rumors. <laughs> I apologize to the people no, at home. No, 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 no. Um, people love this. I um, hope so. I hope the people love this. Damian Lillard, will he? Is this finally the year when he is traded away from Portland? Uh, maybe the year. It's not the off season. This is fake, mm. and I think we'll get out of here on this one, Chris. I think this is our last one of the day, and so I'm gonna give it a heavy fake to really drive home this great episode. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's happened yet. <laughs> which, I is, agree. which is my hard-hitting analysis. <laughs> um, and I don't think at this point it's going to happen. I think he's going to give it a try with Scoot, see if they can pull off the two two tracks franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, They're kind I just, of in a similar situation where the current track isn't very good. Yeah, but the future track is more exciting, at least. Yeah. Uh, I really wanted the Raptors to trade once the... Hornets picked Brandon Miller at two. I really wanted the Raptors to trade up, but deal might not have been there. Do you see that video of the Hornets mascot reacting to (laughs) the Brandon Miller pick? Go look that up at home if you haven't seen that. They have the number two pick in the draft, and they pick someone uh, who was like a consensus top three pick. It wasn't egregious, and at the draft party, the the team's mascot looks absolutely distraught as they announce the pick. (laughs) It's funny as hell. Um... But, yeah, I think that Dame is going to stay in Portland. I think, like, we've been going through this every year for the last few years. Nothing's happened. I don't see why anything's different now. Uh, I mean, he just played. He just had a really great season, so maybe that's it. But I don't think that anything really substantial is going to change here. Well, I think the difference is that they were terrible. (laughs) I mean, like, they weren't that bad. But, like, two straight years of... They were 27 and 55, and then they were 33 and 49. Surely at some point. And, like, he seems like a guy who is just constantly like, I dare you to trade me, is kind of the vibe I get. He's like, I'm not asking for a trade. I'm just saying the team's looking pretty bad. And then, you know, I think at some point they have to consider whether the present track is sort of worth saving at this point. Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying they shouldn't trade him. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm saying I don't think they will. I think that they care about him, and he cares about them, honestly. Like, I, I do think that that is a part of what's going on here. These two parties don't want to just 
screw each other over. Yeah, he is also signed for four more seasons, so that might play a role in, you know, they don't need to deal him right away. But I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to disagree with you, Griffin. I'm going to say <gasps> this is real. I think that he, someone makes a move for him and that they get a, a handsome return, you know, a Rudy Gobert-esque package uh, and set themselves up very well for the future. All right. Well, I mean, I would like a Rudy Gobert package more in exchange for Damian Lillard than I would for Rudy Gobert. Sure. Uh, but that is going to do it for today's episode. It, like we said, quick little mini. You're practically, you barely started. You're like, what, it's <laughs> over? Uh, but hey, we'll be back with a full episode next week. That is our solemn <laughs> oath and our curse. twice as long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you all so much for listening. You can follow Chris on Twitter at Jan. And that's all that I'm going to bother to plug, because that's all you really need in your online lives. What about Griffin Porter 97 on Twitter? <laughs> There's some good stuff. I got a tweet queued up for uh, when Fred leaves tonight that I think is going to pop. I, I got in Photoshop. I made a graphic. Wow. Um, okay, go off. Yeah, thank you. So look forward to that at Griffin Porter 97 on Twitter. And until then. Oh, well, I guess we'll plug our socials as well. At HFLC Podcast. <laughs> On Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, We had a great TikTok. Chris's reaction to the uh, Denver Nuggets and how much they love the Denver Nuggets. And it it went viral, I'm not afraid to say, Chris. You racked up almost 1,000 views on there. Hello. Um, The people love you. And hello to all the new fans. Yeah, I'm sure it brought a lot in. All right, uh, now for real. Uh, We're going to turn this around, get it out, so that you all can listen to it, uh, please. If you're listening for the first time, leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast or Spotify. Follow us uh, so that you don't have to go searching for new episodes every week. Tell a friend. Uh, Anything else we can do, Chris? Just, you know, spread it on the streets. Yeah. Just wear the merch. Get your jump ropes. Um, And we will talk to you all soon. Lots of love. And, of course, there's a famous outro line that you're going to say. Uh, oh, of course. Keep your floors high. <laughs> Until next time, keep your floors high and your ceilings low. I love when you do that.